Friday, March 4, the 63rd day of 2022. There are 302 days left in the year. Good morning, MB, guiding you through In the Know at K105. On Litchfield's Country Station, 1039 The Moose. Live online at K105.com via the Apple and Android smartphone app using the SoundCloud or iTunes or Spotify podcast. On Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and the hashtag is in the know. Coming up today, we update you on the latest news headlines from around the community, the county, the Commonwealth, and the country. We preview a big weekend and a changing of the season. That and a whole lot more coming up today here on In the Know. Settling into my left, rolling Mach 9 with her hair on fire, is my beautiful wife, the beautiful girl. It's speed. Good morning, sweetheart. Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. I'm so glad that it's Friday. You're happy that it's Friday. Yes. It's finally arrived. <laughs> yes. Uh, so a lifetime of small purchases add up. Uh, we're all watching the prices of things go up these days. So what do you think the average American spends on toilet paper over the course of his or her life? Add up all the toilet paper pur- purchases oh you make and how much do you think it adds up to? Um, $12,000? $12, $12,000, not far off. 11198 on toilet wow. paper. Now, I don't know if that makes for 22000 per married couple. I don't know if you get some economies of scale uh, because, well, you don't want to share toilet paper. You can share a roll, <laughs> but don't share toilet paper. But uh, who knows there? So little purchases do add up. He is the five-time winner of the coveted Ohio News Hawk Award. He's the two-time Silver Sound nominee covering every corner of the globe, London, Rome, Paris, and Owensboro, and Cincinnati. He's Sam Gormley and the Sparks. Morning, Sam. Morning, Ralph. How you doing? Uh, good. How are you? I'm doing well. I, I didn't. I didn't you, say Putin land there. You, you came close. I, I almost did, and then I was headed toward the building. I was flying into the side of a mountain, and I veered away. Uh, and just like that, uh, spring sports season. Yes, Sam. Yeah, I think first scrimmage is Monday. I think yeah, that's right. I just figured you like already. That. I'm surprised you're not wearing a baseball jersey today. <laughs> uh, no, I get at least uh, at least two or three days to kind of get a couple of days to decompress. Uh, yeah, All after right. a three month. Well, really, it's more like since August, mid mid August when football season kicks off. This is like a mad dash mm-hmm. to this time of year when it just kind of ends. Yeah. So it's just kind of like oh, one leads to another, and luckily the sports that you're getting ready to in uh, you know delve into. They're outside sports, and so you can, you know, at least get outside and get some fresh air. I was going to say, that's not always a, a good thing. No, it can definitely be cold, especially in the early portion of the season. Or, but, or wet. Uh, or it can be wet as well. But luckily, they don't play those sports in the wet as much. You muddy. Know, so, so, well, muddy, yeah. It's, um, but you do have somebody to walk around and throw their coat down in front of you. Yes. So that you don't yes. have to walk through yes. the mud. Just you know like who a, it is. a gentleman is supposed to do. That's right. A big warm spell coming in uh, with a, what could be a, a stormy weekend, I guess. Uh, still expecting maybe record warmth in the Louisville area. and We could experience some record warmth here between the lakes as well. But heavy rain will arrive in waves uh, tomorrow night. And into Sunday, and then again on Monday, could be locally heavy. And uh, so just be prepared to that. Partly cloudy uh, today, a high of 63, mostly cloudy, 49 tonight. And then windy tomorrow, some record warmth, and a high of 78. And the reason it would be windy is because it's bringing that storm system in for tomorrow night. Then if you look at the uh, 10-day forecast. What is next weekend? It just uh, unbelievably, I, I just don't I don't understand. So fr- if you just look at Friday, if you can. So Friday on our little weather graphic, it has a cloud. 
It has three lines of raindrop, and it has one snowflake, and it has a high of sixty-five. You know who you know who I blame. You know who I blame for this. Uh, Dennis Cook. Absolutely. Okay. All right. Because so. he says he always says I want one more snow, so I blame him. Mm-hmm. Next week, I, I when just, it is the middle of March. Think about that. We've got a day where the high, the afternoon high, is sixty-five. Well, it could be a morning high because the it may get warm quicker, and then so it could be one of those tricks where it warms overnight and then the temperature falls. Well, it says the low of forty on but Thursday. So. It does, but that could also be from the night before. You know mm-hmm. that's uh, so. It just depends on how they, how they clock that, on how they measure it. But but really think about that: a cloud with three lines of rain, a snowflake, and a high for the day of sixty-five. So that means quite the roller coaster of weather. And then I'll just go ahead and tell you: uh, remember, clocks don't change this weekend; they change next weekend. So next weekend will be oh, we get the spring get forward. the cold weather and yeah, insult to injury. Yeah, the low of fifteen. There's a low uh-huh. of fifteen oh. the night that we're supposed to change the clocks. And spring so, forward, too. Whew, goodness gracious. It'll be a frigid morning getting up and uh, going to church there and then losing an hour. They'll be grumpy. People will be grumpy. It's cold. They lost an hour. <laughs> it should have been, should have been this week. Yep. Yeah, could have, uh, it, it would have been a little easier to take. Uh, I saw a headline speaking of kind of weather and still thinking of uh, weather possibilities. And now when we think of storm, potential storms or heavily local uh, rains or dy- dynamic weather. I immediately think of Western Kentucky now. I think of Bowling Green. I think of Mayfield. And I saw this headline yesterday that says there remain over 2,600 Western Kentucky residents affected by the tornado outbreak that are still living in travel trailers, hotels, and state parks. I don't know if that's... It says 2,600 people. It could be 2,600 households for all I know. But it's, it's, pe- it's people. It is people. I think in, in this... I heard on news this morning oh yeah it goes on to say if i just read on 2605 individuals from 246 households in travel trailers hotels and state parks um in ways i guess if you think of the what we saw on the news um by the way i was talking with some people so i was with a group this week of people that uh are who know about extreme western kentucky and then more about the bowling green area and they were kind of comparing stories and so, um, the and, and being from a media perspective, we kind of distilled down Mayfield and Graves County got a lot of the coverage because of the loss of life, Bremen and that area, the loss of life, but the actual financial damage and true damage in Bowling Green is far greater. Like the economic impact to Bowling Green is much heavier than, but the loss of life total which is, you know, hard to hard you can't measure that was greater in western Kentucky and it was just weird to sort of sift through that. And it's interesting if you go through Bowling Green even through the Transpark areas there, they've just demolished, you know, warehouse buildings that were damaged. They've just flattened them and said start again. And then uh she and I last Saturday passed that site where the historic Broadway house was on 31W and except for some stumps Sticking up out of the ground, you would have never known it was there, and it mm. was just sad to see. Extremely sad. The Ukrainian situation is also sad, uh, continuing to monitor that. Closer to home, the Biden administration offered humanitarian relief to Ukrainians in the United States, which could protect thousands from being deported to their war-torn homeland. Ukrainians can remain in a country for up to 18 months under the federal program known as temporary protected status, in order to be eligible for the protection, individuals would have to have been in the U.S. since at least Tuesday. So, you know, there are people who have visas and they expire all the time. People that say, okay, you're here temporarily for education or whatever, you got to go. So what we're saying is we're not not going to say, we're not going to tell anyone from Ukraine, you got to go in the middle of that mess now, so we're granting them some additional time, which I think is the... Uh, humanitarian thing to do. So I agree. So I'm okay with that. This headline is uh, puzzled me as well. The man accused of fatally shooting the daughter of a former Kentucky lawmaker during a home invasion has pleaded not guilty. We're familiar. We're all familiar with this story um, with uh, C. Wesley Morgan, his, his home, his daughter lost her life. He exchanged gunfire with allegedly with this 23 year old Shannon Gilday 
He was arraigned uh, on Wednesday in Madison County on charges of murder, burglary, criminal mischief, assault, attempted murder. The Madison District Court Judge Charles Harden said he would appoint a public defender for Gilday, who is being held without bond. Um, when I saw a guilty plea, a not guilty plea, excuse me, when I saw a not guilty plea, I immediately wondered, is this because he doesn't have an attorney and they're needing to grant one quickly? They've not been able to mount any type of defense or get this sorted out, but the arraignment has to occur. So did they just by default encourage him just to plead not guilty and then we'll figure the rest out? Or is this an indication that some uh, mental deficit, the old uh, not guilty by reason of of insanity or mental or whatever, will that be part of the defense? Because uh, everyone in our nation is innocent until proven guilty, by the way, Uh, including this individual. But I believe there's enough context and enough evidence that we can be reasonably confident that this is the person who was involved, considering what investigators were able to find in his apartment that is germane to this multi-million dollar home and bunkers and shelters and doomsday type of um, propaganda and information but the the plea puzzled me i thought i, I mean it's rare you see somebody plead guilty though it's true because it's up to Especially the prosecution. It's up to the prosecution to create a plea deal. To well, that, but it's up to the prosecution to prove the case. You got to make them. You have to make them make the case, and then let a jury, and then let a jury decide. But it's just it reminds me of these things where people are caught red-handed doing things, and then they say, "No, it wasn't me." And like, well, wait, I mean, wait a minute. That's you know, it just seems it just seems illogical to me. But it is uh, protected by our Constitution, that uh, we get a reasonable defense. A key legislative panel yesterday endorsed revamping Kentucky's tax code, advancing a bill aimed at phasing out the personal income tax and extending the state sales tax to more services. The House Appropriations and Revenue Committee sent the measure to the full House as lawmakers debate whether to gear tax collections more toward consumption and away from personal income. Under the bill, the state's 5% personal income tax rate would be lowered incrementally over a period of uh, years with the goal eventually eliminating the levy. The measure calls for the rate to be cut to 4%. After that, future income tax rates would hinge on the state meeting revenue targets. To broaden the tax base, the proposal would extend the sales tax to a number of services. Heading into yesterday, I think there were 39 uh, I know there are at least down to 38 right now as of yesterday because the issue that I shared with you on the advertising tax exemption or their moves to uh, charge sales tax on advertising was removed yesterday in committee. That bill was amended. And so I thank uh, our legislators for being willing to to hear the logic and hear the argument behind that. So uh, obviously I'm optimistic about that. Now, I don't know how the other services are faring and whether they're reasonable or not, but I'll give you a quote from Republican uh, James Tipton. He said, I have always personally believed that the more you tax productivity, the less productivity that you're going to receive. Productivity being income tax, taxing the income, and so there would be less. He says, "When when tax is based on consumption, sales tax, people can make choices about what's important to them and to spend their hard-earned money on. I agree with that if those are luxury-type expenses. And I think it's very important. There's a reason that they're not proposing a tax on groceries, on food, grocery food, because you have you know restaurant sales tax and things on food you buy in restaurants. But on groceries and medicines, they're, they're not we don't, and they're not proposing to charge sales tax. But I do believe that a couple of years ago in the first step of tax reform in Kentucky – Something like auto repair. I'm not so. I'm not so sure that's an elective, especially when you're dealing with the demographics and the economics of the fact that maybe instead of people people who are having to get longer life out of their vehicle are more likely to need auto repair, and then you charge a sales tax on top of that. And so, I, I'm for more of the luxury, the luxury or the elective type. 
of uh, taxation on usage type things, not on things that everyone needs and sp- specifically those who might be under economic duress. So, And I think that some of the critics of the bill, by the way, uh, we're about the halfway point because this will go over to the Senate on Monday and they'll hash it out for the next few days. I think some of the some of the criticism so far about it is I think we're all for tax reform and I think we can say, hey, let's pay our fair share and everybody should be, you know, pulling their own weight and that type of thing. But when they go to 4% and then stop and say, well, we're not going to tell you when the next step is coming. We're going to tell you that we're going to charge a sales tax on these 38 things and we're going to tell you we're going to go from 5% to 4% on the state income tax. I believe that math is correct. And we're going to we and we're telling you we're going to go to zero, but we don't you'll just have to trust us on when that is. And so it's it, it's you you really can't go a portion of the way on the sales tax of issues, but they're trying to only go a portion of the way on eliminating the income tax. So I think that's where a lot of I think that's where some criticism is coming um, right now as far as the, the roadmap is not there on um, on zero income tax. And it's hard to do because you got economic uh, variables in play. Legislation making sweeping changes to Kentucky's unemployment system, uh, insurance system, one Senate passage yesterday. It's one vote away from clearing the legislature. Key parts of the measure would increase work search requirements for people receiving jobless benefits and tie the length of time recipients get benefits to prevailing economic conditions. That provision could cut the number of benefit weeks by more than half in times of low jobless rates. The measure, which is backed by business interests and it's opposed by organized labor, sparked emotional debate before the Senate passed it 22-13 yesterday. The bill returns to the House where it could receive final passage if the chamber accepts the Senate's changes. It is odd that you have people who are laid off or unemployed or jobless, let's say, and then all you have to do is listen listen to us for an hour uh, or for a few minutes or drive down any street and you hear messages, hiring, 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 hiring. We're hiring. We need people. We need people. And then you say, uh, we're having to cut our hours because of labor shortage. And so there's a, there's a chasm between these two groups somehow. You've got... You've got people who are quote-unquote jobless, but what they're over here on the side is saying, well, I haven't been able to find a job that meets my standards. You know, it says it doesn't it doesn't match my lifestyle or it doesn't meet my standard of living or whatever. It just doesn't work for me. doesn't pay a good wage. Maybe. And then you've got people, I mean, the, some of the jobs we're telling you about every hour are, you know, they do have good wages. But so there's, there's a disconnect and there's going to have to be a reconnect somewhere. And, you know, I, I, I pray that I never find myself in this position. But if my position were just eliminated for whatever reason, I would really have some tough decisions to make and say, well, do I take an economic op- economic opportunity that's presented to me or do I sit over here and wait for something that I like to come by? And I don't know how to balance those things. You know, it's a, it's a tough call. But that's some of what this legislation, I would imagine, is trying to eliminate but i don't know i'm not uh, i'm not a legislator uh i maybe you all covered this while i was gone but this headline stood out said no place for anti-semitism in kentucky according to our governor and he made some reference to a, a lawmaker who testified it was danny bentley who testified on wednesday about the Holocaust and his perception of the sexual habits of Jewish women. Do you we know anything about this? We didn't talk about. I we briefly, briefly it. scanned that article this morning. Um, I know that the the legislator did apologize for what he, he said. Did. I didn't see his exact quote, but listen, I I am for I am for analogies. I am I and and I like uh, parables. You know, to use to tell stories and make points. But there are some subjects that you, when you know that KET is live streaming you all over the world, you pro- there are some things that are out of bounds that you probably should not do, even if your intentions are harmless. Mm-hmm. And this is probably one of them. But I don't know any of the context. I wasn't there. I've not seen the testimony. But 
just hearing those words alone, I go, what, what, what's going on here? What are you, what are you doing? So I did see where our state Senator, Steve Meredith, he, mm-hmm. he drew the ire of not, not Dolly Parton, but Stella Parton mm-hmm. yesterday. So over the old uh, imagination library deal, <laughs> she was sending some shots. Don't, don't mess with, listen, don't That's- mess with Dolly. <laughs> you just Dolly, <laughs> Dolly has protected status, so you just gotta be you gotta be careful. So you mess with the bull, you get the horns, and the horns are Stella. Apparently, you, you, she'll, yeah, she'll you come after tell, you. Uh, I wonder. <laughs> oh no, it's just woo. Uh, but uh, well, yeah, Twitter was burning up yesterday with that. And Sam, you made a trip to Owensboro yesterday, where the Cougars fell uh, pretty handily to the uh, Hancock County yeah, Hornets. Yeah, won, won their night last night. They just did. They never got off to a really a good start. They could never really get any semblance of just a, into a groove or anything. And I, some of that credit does go to Hancock County. They yeah. played really well, uh, especially in the first half. It seemed like everything that they threw up went in. Uh, they won that one, fifty-four to thirty-five. So the Cougars' season ends in the quarterfinals of the region. 14 and 15 is the season. Uh, tough loss. River Blanton had 17 points, but the five seniors, good group of seniors for, for Grayson. I know that uh, head coach Travis Johnson, that's always the toughest part, is to say goodbye to, I mean, any group of seniors, but this is a really good group of kids. Very good. Uh, um, Muhlenberg County won the first one. Correct. So, so the final to... four is Owensboro against McLean and Muhlenberg against Hancock. You know, seeing McLean and Hancock County into the into the semifinals of the third region, nice to see. Hancock County, I had not been able to find the last time that they've yeah. been in Who knows? the semis. Who knows when that might have been. So uh, congratulations to those teams, but uh, best of luck next basketball season to the Cougars. Got to get to a break. We'll come back. More on the way here on In the Know. March 4th and do something. Day. Get it? March the 4th. So, March 4th and do something. Just make it a good thing, okay? Do me that favor. It is also Grammar Day today. Oh, big fan. Big fan. You get major bonus points if you didn't know. You didn't see it. You saw it. Oh. That's the one that makes my skin crawl. Sell sale. Did you say, oh. Sell sale kills me. Right? Good. It's for sale. I. I, I seen it. I'm I'm sailing it. <laughs> what? You didn't see it. You saw it. That's the one that. Um, and then the, there the, 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 so for, many. the form of there. It's not that hard. Right. I, hard. I get it. It's it's a little harder than seen and saw. Uh huh. It's oh, yeah, a little it, harder than sell and sail. For sure. But let's mm. but it's, let's get those first two mastered, and then we'll move on to there, there, and there. Not 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 that bad. It's no. dr- it is is when you put the apostrophe. <laughs> it's that simple. Well. You've been fortunate enough to have your mother mm-hmm. that raised you. And good educators. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I had a good, good, really good English teacher. But by, but by the way, I'd just like to say many of us had the same educators, but mm-hmm. yet we got a different outcome in the grammar mm-hmm. department. So mm-hmm. I don't, not, I'm not sure how that I'm not sure how Some that happens. Some of you all sometimes. have degrees in the Facebook grammar. Nobody Ugh. that's part of this show has any grammatical problems. We're talking no. about other people that aren't smart enough to be with us. Our audience is perfect. Oh, yes. Absolutely. They make no poor decisions. They make no grammatical errors whatsoever. We're talking about people that aren't in the know. That's Mm -hmm. what we're talking about. (laughs) Today is Dress in Blue Day. Oh, well. Well, you're the only one that is winning. This guy. This guy. I lost lost that memo. Tomorrow is Poutine Day, and it's one of the grossest words, but... The the balance between how gross the word sounds and how good the dish is is I mean, what's quite not, remarkable. What's not to like about it? Fries, cheese curds, and gravy. Oh sure, I mean it's it's not it's a good dish. I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not, but but the word I don't like the word. Can we name? We need it needs another name. I just don't know why I don't like that. Tomorrow Cinco de Marcho. Sunday is why Oreo. <laughs> just cause. I mean, is there like just because it sounds like Cinco de Mayo? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, it's when you start your training regimen for Cinco I d- de Mayo. I don't even think that Marcho isn't even Spanish. I can't remember what March is in Spanish. Mm-hmm. I didn't name it, by the way. And uh, the the day of um, 
March of Kindness continues today. So we're on our fourth day of March of Kindness. And uh, again, uh, thanks to Ellie Cox for coming in last week and telling us about the March of Kindness. I've been enjoying it so far. I'll go ahead and tell you what today is, and I want to share with you a little bit about yesterday. Today is Make a New Friend Day. Make make a new friend as part of your March of Kindness. And um, I, that's a challenge to me. I'm thinking, okay, well, how am I going to do that? Um, I will tell you. So I had an experience this morning at McDonald's, mm-hmm. and a gentleman who... He he was he was walking uh, by me. I was in the parking stall, mm-hmm. and uh, Connie was bringing my mm-hmm. my bag to me, and he stopped about the same time. And he said, "I just wanted to tell you how how nice your truck looks." And I said, "Well, that's so very kind of you. Thank you so much." And so I'm thinking, is that my is he my new friend? Mm-hmm. May, maybe he is. He went on to say he wanted to know. Why I was wearing, like, Saturday is when you wear your game gear, mm-hmm. and why I was wearing UK gear today. Well, I didn't think to tell him because it was wear blue day today, mm-hmm. because most Fridays are wear blue day for me, so <laughs> I don't know. I, say, but, I don't know the last Friday that you didn't wear blue. He was a, listen, I've been around a long I time, and, many I, days and I feel he like, doesn't wear blue. I, I feel Touché. like, I know, um, well, some version of blue. <laughs> yeah, we know that the day you come in in red is like your way of saying that something's wrong and we need to... We need to call somebody. Maybe. Um, (laughs) But I I had never, I had never, I've been around this community for a long time, Mm -hmm. and I've not met this gentleman. He's a veteran. I could tell by Mm -hmm. the hat he was wearing. And so, but I thought he was being kind. So it was a march of kindness, and we made a new friend. We bonded. And I'm going to need Connie to tell me his name so I'll know my new friend's name. Alea does that all the time. I say, Alea, did you make any new friends at the playground? Yes. What are their names? I don't know. You don't need to know. <laughs> well, well, I love. I saw. Po- she's little. She forgets. I know. When I was in college, I saw a post that said, and it was on. It was a Facebook post that you could see, and it said, "Like college, the place where you can be friends with someone and not know their name." <laughs> I Apparently, that uh, goes beyond college. Uh, it even happens at McDonald's when you're fifty. Um, <laughs> yesterday was send a thank you note to someone. And so my experience, and this, I think this drives at why, that, why this is so important. And by the way, some of you are not participating very well, and I would appreciate you participating more by sharing and posting your own experience, et cetera. So if you could do that, that would be great. Um, but I sent, I found an opportunity yesterday to send a thank you note. And then once I did that, I found myself in about three other instances yesterday (laughs) where I just naturally was finding myself, oh, I need to send them a quick note to thank them for this and to do that. And And so I thought it was weird how just doing it once put me in a place to where it just suddenly became more of my conscious activity to where I sent these notes or emails. And I Mm -hmm. thought, well, look at that. I mean, how one small thing can... So, anyway, that was my experience. Hopefully, you had something similar. Yeah, I'm terrible at thank you notes. So. And I guess I guess now everyone who's with me that didn't get a thank you note yesterday goes, what am I, chopped liver? I mean, <laughs> or, Sam, you didn't get one, did no, you? No, I did not. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Or it was his wife. <laughs> yeah, she didn't get one either. <laughs> but not sure if anybody in the building got one. I'm saving you all. I'm saving you all for another day of March of Kindness for oh, for something. I'm, I don't know which one it's going to be now. All right, all right. We have something very important to settle. I know we can solve this as a group. Is soup a meal? It can be. Of course. Soup is a meal. Uh, it depends on how For big me. The, depends on how big the bowl is. <laughs> I, I mean if if a cup of soup is not a meal. 45% of Americans say soup is not a meal. So 55 out of 100 say it is. 45 out of 100 say it is not. So I ask the question, is soup a meal? And you Sam says depends. You can't do depends, Sam. You can't. Well, I mean, if you give me a cup of soup, that's not a meal. Okay. 
Okay. But, but like, if you go to the restaurant that puts the soup in the bread and you get the bread bowl, like, that's 100% a meal. Okay, so the soup that I prepare for you, mm-hmm. is that a meal? Yes. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. And and so if you prepare it, it's a meal. Here, here's my here's what I want to say. I want to look at it and say it's too one dimensional to be a meal. A mm-hmm. meal usually has multiple components. If you look at the plate, but even it, the little fancy sectioned off plates. Does a bowl of cereal so, count as breakfast? Something needs to go here, something needs to go there and Maybe I, I don't because I mean, mean is it isn't cereal and soup really the same thing at its core? Probably, yeah. Okay, so, so like for me, if we do Japanese food mm-hmm. and we get the soup, the miso, yes, mm-hmm. that to me is not a meal. Okay, it's a it's a component of the meal. Yes, like a salad mm-hmm. or whatever. But you'll go home and open a can of Progressive uh, Progresso and yeah. throw it in a bowl and eat it. And that's a meal to me. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. So, so it's okay. So, you it, too? So, soup. Yeah. I mean, I'll, so I'll soup can eat. be a meal. Campbell's chunky. Absolutely. All right. Yeah. So, what's the difference? Would this be then the difference between a snack and a meal? Because if you read the National Peanut Board survey, they say a snack can be eaten on the go and a meal can't. So, that means tacos are meals, not snacks. You can't eat tacos on the go. Challenge accepted. Well, you, you shouldn't. Very, you can eat a burrito on the go. Though. You want lettuce in your floorboard. <laughs> Agree. Uh, but I mean, soup now they make the ones that you can buy that you stick in the microwave and you drink it like it's a juice box. Uh, yeah. I don't really care for that. I don't think I like that. I don't. I don't know. It's like like one of the uh, mm-hmm. like a V eight. Oh, I got it. But no, no. V- you he like V eight? I love V eight. V eight's just cold tomato soup. But he would uh, never do. So, so wouldn't you like warm tomato soup? I don't want not want to feel a noodle come through that cup and go no, <laughs> uh-uh. not doing it. Mm-mm. Well, especially if you know it's coming, it's not as big of a deal. If no, you drink your V eight no. and a noodle pops out, that might be a little bit of a problem. Exactly. Well, I, but that's my thing. I don't want that <clears> texture. <throat> like I'm just. Do that duel, and you get a you get a chunk of chicken or something. No, uh-uh. Mm-mm. but some some Campbell's chicken noodle soup's a good thing, right? Campbell's chicken noodle soup is a wonderful thing, especially if you're not feeling well. But it needs to be eaten with a spoon. You don't want you don't drink. So you mean you don't you don't drink when you're done with you it? Don't drink soup when you're done. You don't drink the little ble- you, little bit of the broth. Maybe the broth, but then it's just broth. Well, then you it's might a have solid a little, liquid. You might have a noodle or a little bit of chicken I in there don't still. Know. Hey, uh, I did read. Speak. We were talking about Twitter yesterday. Was another busy day on Twitter because Pat Sajak came out and defended the people who yesterday were being described as the dumbest two minutes in Wheel of Fortune history. So this guy, who if you're watching, uh, is looking. His name's Christopher Coleman. He's defending himself after receiving backlash to, for failing to solve the another feather in your cap puzzle on Tuesday's show. He said he was humiliated after the viral puzzle fail. Now, Pat brought up some very good points. So, that, by the way, I'll remind you, it took the three contestants two minutes. I think it took them eight tries, or eight tries or something like that. And it was, they were down to, they didn't have the U's, the, the U, and then they didn't have the C or, or the P. P. But, and here's where Pat says it went wrong. First, he says, if you've ever found yourself in this spot, lights, right, the pressure of being there, not wanting to make a mistake. But here's where things went sideways. And he says that we should give them a little bit of a pass. That it is commonly mixed up that people would say feather in your hat. And so the phrase is, I say cap. Mm-hmm. It's a feather in your cap. Because I yeah, also say so like a tip of, tip of the cap. So I would say cap on that phrase. But the one of the first guesses was feather in your hat. And he says that mentally, when you're in that, when you're that, at, in that condition, and your mind rules out headgear... That makes sense. That you're less likely to wager to to wager a guess that is cap, and so. But, but you already had the H. Yes. You don't think that though yeah, when I, you're in that situation. But in that so but and here's what it is: if they had enough time, if you're watching Wheel of Fortune, one thing to remember is this: when they're doing the spin, 
While the other contestants are spinning and guessing, you get a chance to look at the board kind of at your leisure and help start to formulate a guess. After he's made the final spin, they're on the clock where they guess a letter and then they have five seconds. So the game speeds up really fast before you get buzzed out. And so Pat's just making a case for until you've been in their shoes and then the way that the mind can play tricks on you. And I guess I'm buying. I'll buy some of that. I get it, but yeah. Still made for really entertaining television for a couple of minutes, though. How many people are you knuckleheads? <laughs> I still haven't watched it, by the way. I'm not caught up to Tuesday's episode. we got to get to a break. We'll come back. Got more on the way. Hang around here on In the Know. Did you know elephants sing to each other? But their songs are in such a low frequency that humans cannot hear them. Like all humans? Or what about humans that are no, the frequency challenged? No, I don't even no. think. No, frequency even range is so low. Okay. No, I don't, even, I don't even think your super ears can hear okay. the elephant song. But it does make me wonder, well, what song do they sing? Are they singing ZZ Top? Mm-hmm. I, I would love to hear. <laughs> she, she's got trunk. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm curious as to how they even found out that that happens. I don't know. By the way, so you all told me right? that Miss um, Karen Taylor stopped by the comments section, and so I don't know what to make of this. So she's pr- she's proud of me for sending thank you notes, mm-hmm. but here's what I'm confused about. So when the person who was helping form your mm-hmm. grammatical being knows that you're talking about grammar, mm-hmm. but then they want to talk to you about your thank you notes, it could be an indicator that I have not met the standard in her eyes. It, it, I mean, it's, <laughs> there's a possibility, but I'm going with no. Like, you did a good job, but <laughs> I got to compliment you somehow. You know, you do something, you talk about something, and so we just distract... Boy, you have nice shoes. You know, it's like, uh, I'm so proud. Of, look at my shirt. You see my new shirt? Well, wow, those are great shoes you've got. So maybe, maybe, maybe it could be. The weekend movie premieres The Batman is out in theaters. So just be prepared to pay surge pricing for that. It's I'll kind of an Uber probably analogy. probably see it when it pops up on one of the streaming services. You're, you're not going to the theater. No, I don't. I just, I'm still a little... I'm not sure how Robert Pattinson is the Batman. I don't know. Zoe Kravitz is in it. Does that help redeem it at all? No, nah, uh, not really. And Paul Dano, Dano, Dano. I don't. He's know. the Riddler, I think. Right? I'm not certain. Yeah, I don't really that, know anything about. Yeah, the, the Riddler the and, and the Penguin are, are the two villains. So that's new in theaters this weekend. And A Day to Die is an R-rated action adventure starring Bruce Willis and Kevin Dillon. Hmm. That sounds like it could be a James Bond movie. A day to die. I, this is exactly what I thought of was die another day. When so mm-hmm. that was the most recent. Uh, Pete Davidson's having quite the year. He apparently is joining Jeff Bezos on the next Blue Origin space flight. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You know, Kanye's going to take credit for running him off of the off the planet, sending Pete into space. The Saturday Night Live star is close to signing a deal to join Jeff Bezos on a Blue Origin flight. The 28-year-old was spotted at the Billionaire's Los Angeles compound in January as he and girlfriend Kim Kardashian arrived for dinner with Bezos and his longtime love, Lauren Sanchez. So is this Kim paying? Is this like a birthday experience? For your birthday, I'm going to pay for you to go to outer space on... Do they need a third for you? You could join in on that? I'm okay. You don't want to go with William, Davidson? William Shatner can go again in my place, and that'll be that'll be okay. Uh, speaking of Kardashians, Courtney Kardashian says that the end of Keeping Up with the Kardashians was a toxic environment, and they were playing characters, and they just ended it. But how is it different than that new show just called The Kardashians? Did they... I, I didn't I even know that there was a new one. I, I've never seen it. I've just read uh, in the entertainment headlines that there was one. Kentuckian Jack Harlow 
is starring in a reboot of White Men Can't Jump. <laughs> so is he going to play sorry. the Woody Harrelson role? Who's playing the Wesley Snipes role? I don't know. Does it say? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's... I've never really thought that Jack Harlow had that much of a person. I mean, I, I get it that he's got a stage personality, but I've never thought, ooh, he'd be really good to movie. This is going to be his coming out party. This is going to be, okay. this is going to learn, you're going to learn is he gonna all wear, kinds of things. Is he going to throw L's up and everything in that too? Oh, I hope not. I'm not going to watch it then. If oh, yeah, will he be wearing Cardinal gear? Uh-huh, he's a big U of L guy. He might be. Oh, I don't know. Um, what else do you, oh, I read that. So Adele, you know, had problems with her residency at Caesars at the Coliseum. Mm -hmm. So I was reading in the trades this morning that she apparently is already thinking about moving across the street to Zappos Theater because it's a 7,000 seat theater and the Coliseum at Caesars is only 4,100. Now, it sounds like to me they are going to... She's going to say, "I can more people can see me if I go over to Zappos," mm-hmm. but that's at like Bally's or something. And I, you're better off at Caesars. Um, it's a, it's a, it is more of an Adele experience. Mm-hmm. But Britney Spears was doing her residency at Zappos Theater at Bally's, and it was just fine. So, I so mean, what's the a bit of a difference between like, Britney Spears and Adele, though? There is definitely. <laughs> well, they're both women. Uh, <laughs> What are the difference? There, there have been no dates announced yet, and okay. here's why I'm trying to figure out. You know, there's going to be some type of settlement or legal drama between Caesars, which may actually be owned by Bally's. So, if it's still the same parent company, now Caesars is Caesars. So, I thought it was owned by Little. <laughs> if if um, if she's walking across the street, if she says, "I'm taking my residency." To the other side of the strip, Caesars is going to go, hey, wait a minute, loss of revenue for us because we were going to sell all these tickets, et cetera. So I have a feeling we haven't heard the end of this, is my guess. I agree. And it was not really widely known until this week when she appeared on the Kelly Clarkson show. But did you all know that Avril Lavigne wrote Kelly Clarkson's hit Breakaway? No. I did not know that, but I can't say that I'm surprised. I'm not surprised because if you, th- if you in your mind, before I play like Breakaway, it. if you think of I'm With You by Avril yep. Lavigne, mm-hmm. and then you just hear that I'm With You and translate that voice mm-hmm. to Breakaway, you go, oh, yeah, absolutely. But anyway, uh, Avril was telling Kelly on her show, she said, you slayed it. You did a great job with it. But uh, Avril Lavigne laughed all the way to the bank. So. There you go. Yet another person laughing all the way to the bank. we got to get to a break. We'll come back, finish it up for the week here on In the Know. MB's point to ponder for today is uh, inspired by this headline where it says two Florida kids were charged with battery after shooting silly string at other kids. <laughs> okay. Um, listen, I understand being annoyed by someone, but so my ponderance is anything that involves the, the word silly, can it actually be a crime? Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, where did silly you, string is fun. Where did they spray that? That's what I'm wondering to know. I mean, yeah. if, if I got sprayed with silly, silly string in the eyes or something, that might be a little. You would close your eyes, though, right? Yeah. But I mean, easier said than done. Sometimes. Yeah, I yeah. would. I guess I would need to have been there and see uh-huh. it. But yeah, me too. But but, but the pre- funny. the premise of it seems pretty pre- preposterous. You know. I can see someone charging someone with terroristic threatening, but silly threatening. I don't, I don't, I'm just, I don't, I don't know, you know, um, being a persistent, silly person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just, first, maybe, maybe it's just me. First degree silly. <laughs> uh-huh. Yep. Maybe that'll be on the next Grace County's Most Wanted. Theft by unlawful silliness. (laughs) I don't know. Penn and Teller fool us. The season eight finale on the CW tonight. 
I've actually watched a little bit of that. It's it's actually kind of interesting. Really? I mean, I've, I I say a little bit of it, meaning probably 20 total minutes of it, but the, the little clip I watched was interesting. Tomorrow on NBC, the 2022 Winter Paralympics opening ceremony. Tomorrow night, NBC has Saturday Night Live, be hosted by Oscar Isaac, with musical guest Charlie XCX. I have no idea who Oscar Isaac is. I don't either. Nor do I. Sunday is the series premiere on NBC of a program called The Courtship. And then I will be watching, I don't know if I'll be watching it live, but I'm going to make sure and DVR it. It's the new series premiere of a documentary on, I think it's on HBO, called Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. So this will be about the Lakers in the 80s, which is all about. I'm presuming you will know who this is. Poe Dameron in the Star Wars. Oh yeah, I know Poe. Sure. In, okay. In, yeah. In I'm the not what? Watching in Star Wars. In, in the Star Wars. In Star Wars. In the I Star Wars. It. Sorry. Uh, and then he's also in the new Spider Man, and he's coming out in the new Disney Plus series Moon Knight. I don't know, but apparently you should know who he is now. Yeah. I do know who he is now. Now, now I recognize him. If he's, I hadn't asked you when he walked out, I'd go, oh, "Well, that's Poe." He's everybody, from Guatemala. Everybody knows that. In 1933, Franklin D. Roosevelt took office as America's 32nd president. That's today's highlight in history. In 1789, the Constitution of the United States went into effect as the first federal Congress met in New York. Isn't that the highlight in history? Isn't the Constitution going into effect in our country more significant than the inauguration of Franklin Roosevelt? I mean, I know FDR was important in our history, but president during World War II. With all respect to, with all respect to Miss Karen Taylor, isn't the Constitution more importanter? <laughs> Her compliment oh, to you is now gone. Yes, <laughs> it's been deleted from Facebook. No, I, I, I fished for a grammar compliment. All I was going to fish, and so then I retaliate. Then I basically throw a tantrum and say. Importanter. Looks like you've now been blocked. <laughs> <laughs> in 1987, President Reagan addressed the nation on the Iran-Contra affair, acknowledging that his overtures to Iran had deteriorated into an arms-for-hostages deal. Emilio Estefan is 69 today, so half of the Miami sound machine. Well, he's probably not half, but he's half of the founder or half of the important people in Miami sound machine. Catherine O'Hara is 68 today. So... You could consider her as uh, Kevin McAllister's mom, or you could identify her as Mora in Crap's Creek. She was also in um, Beetlejuice. Oh, she was in Beetlejuice. That's right. Which we talked about earlier in the week that the sequel coming out. Yes. Or they're working on. Brad Pitt is working on it. I'm not a big fan of, but yes, we did talk about that. Banana Boat Song. Do you believe in the hereafter? (laughs) Then you know what I'm here. But they're not even sure that Michael Keaton's coming back. And I said, if Michael Keaton's not coming back, then there's no movie. Right. That's kind of true. Well, you could say the same for Batman. Yeah, but there's Batman in the 80s. Multiple people played Batman, though. Not better than him. Christian Bale was pretty good. McKelty Williamson is 65 today. Huh? Huh? Anyone? 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 Bubba Washington, co-founder of the Bubba Gump Shrimp Company. Oh, okay. So, found myself in an internet blackout the other day on a flight, mm-hmm. a Wi-Fi, and realized the only thing I had downloaded to my iPad was Forrest Gump. But so long as you or got Forrest... Frozen. No, actually, yes, yeah, Frozen was there. <laughs> but I didn't really want people looking over my shoulder watching me watch Frozen 2 on a flight to Washington, D.C., you know. Ladies and gentlemen, we're about to arrive in the nation's capital at Reagan National Airport. So please stop watching Frozen Two. <laughs> That's probably not content, and I can't, I can't blame it and go. I have an almost six-year-old. That's why. You need a shirt. <laughs> I do. Patricia Heaton. I think I have a shirt. I have kids. Patricia Heaton is sixty-four today, and Stephen Weber is sixty-one. Big fan of her. Yeah, she's good. Uh, gone but not forgotten, Vivaldi, the composer, born in 1678. Newt Rockney, born in 1888. See if I can find a chart topper. 
Let's find, let's go to uh, 1957. Johnny Cash, number one, with There You Go. We got to celebrate his anniversary earlier in the week. To June Carter. He and June, yeah. Mm -hmm. They got married in Franklin. Yep. You keep saying you got something. Nancy Sinatra, number one in 1966. We played this pep band. Uh, It's a good pep band song. Do the trombone players wear the boots? No. We got to scream it, though, I remember. We got to have some fun. We actually got the melody on this one, which I always enjoyed. Nothing sounds more entertaining than a sack butt player in boots. <laughs> Listen, that's the, the heartbeat of a band. <laughs> the pulse. Not everybody has sad trombone sound. <laughs> Listen, we... We were the energy of the band. They could have never done it without us. Is that what it was? Uh-huh. Okay. Low brass. The you best part so. of any band. Can't have a The bells will tell you the same thing. <laughs> Nana, 99 Left Balloons, number one in 1984. You can live without flutes and clarinets. Can't live without low brass. Listen, as, as someone who trained on woodwinds, that's oh. the reason I went to brass is because they woodwinds don't make enough noise. Yes. So it's like, is and there even, something I can bang on? Trumpets? Is there something that'll make a loud noise? You don't even really need trumpet players. I can't play trumpet. I never could get my embouchure to think I'll I can play trumpet. trumpet. Yeah. Well, I stand by my point. Lori Morgan, what part of no, number one in 1993? Trombone, baritone, euphonium. Maybe you can have a French horn player. Hey, baby. No doubt. Number one in 02. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. All right. MB's of Wisdom for today. By the way, it's Women's History Month in March, and I ran across a list of uh, list of quotes as uh, part of the celebration of Women's History Month. So here you go. The Iron Lady, Margaret Thatcher, said this. Says, if you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. If you want something said, ask a man. If you want something done, ask a woman. Margaret Thatcher, MB's Pearl of Wisdom for today. Remember, God loves you, and I do too. If you don't know Jesus, let me know, and I'll introduce you. Look forward to seeing you back here on Monday for another edition of our show. For Sam Gormley, for B, Jimmy MB, and now you're in the know.